Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello again, we're back for the next edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. You're with Stuart Haslam as usual, and I'm very pleased to welcome Dirk Stefan, our global investment strategist based in Germany. How are you doing, Dirk? Hi, Stuart. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on the podcast. And well, there's always so much to talk about these days. And what I wanted to start with today was the fact that US stocks just yesterday, as a reminder to our listeners, we're speaking on a, on a Friday, um, but US stocks, they roared back to life last Thursday. It's their strongest day in more than two and a half years. Dirk, what happened and, and what do you put that down to? I think it's crazy what happened because we had, uh, you know, the Nasdaq uh, shooting up more than 7%. And that was precisely the stock market segment that is most dependent on rates and the bond market, really. So we just saw a small miss, which was good news on the inflation, the US inflation. And it indicates that nobody was positioned for that. So um, it's also... Um, I think, you know, if you look at these sentiment indicators, uh, so many bearish people around and nobody could really imagine that we actually might get some better news on the inflation front. And um, this indicates to us that at least uh, the stock market uh, goes both ways. So maybe we shouldn't be too pessimistic, uh, obviously, after these events last week. And uh, also, um, probably we shouldn't be too optimistic because of all of the problems we still have ahead of us. Yeah, indeed. I mean, you and I have spoken just a couple of uh, months ago, Dirk. I remember very clearly in the summer, we we were discussing looking for those opportunistic moments to to come in, whether it be um, a data point like this one surprising to the upside in, in the U.S., um, whether it be you know coming out of lockdowns in places like China, for example, and you did expect that sort of bounce, and here we have, well, as you said, seven point four percent, I believe, from the Nasdaq, which is so interesting. But I wanted to change the conversation slightly and ask you, what does that mean for for currencies and and the U.S. dollar in particular? If we're seeing slower rates of of growth in interest rates from the Federal Reserve, what, what's the outlook for the dollar then and other currencies? I mean, we'd like to talk about king dollar and what it means for the capital markets globally, right? So it's it's really 2022 has been a year of dollar dominance and uh, it has caused some pain elsewhere because um, some countries and many companies actually have to be financed in, in dollars. So a strong dollar is usually a headwind. And uh, that goes along with all the other problems we had. So I think any any indications that the dollar might um, stabilize or let's even be in for some weakness going forward could probably be a risk asset friendly as we like to to call it. Um, If as we are based here in Europe, I mean, there's always two in a currency, right? So dollar versus uh, Euro. Um, We think that uh, the ECB actually um, might have uh, some some more um, hikes to do than than the Fed actually in the U.S. So the the cycle is a little bit behind of the U.S. cycle. So also if you look at double digit inflation, for instance, here in Germany just published, I mean that means that probably the ECB has to be quite restrict restricted for quite some time. Whereas maybe at some point, maybe not tomorrow, but at some point over the next few months. Uh, the U.S. Uh, central bank might might be in for a little pause 
because uh, inflation in the US has already peaked. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it seems like the clouds are parting somewhat in the US for some sunshine. And then over here in Europe, I'm in London, you're in uh, you're in Frankfurt, it's it's darker clouds, isn't it? The, the recession on the horizon, um, it's continuing to be dominant in the news given all of the pressures we know in terms of geopolitics and, and supply chains and inflation. That It's that inflation data uh, across the Eurozone, also in the UK where I am, that it, it really is, is getting the attention of, of central bankers. So is it your view, therefore, that um, here in Europe, we still have some time to go in this hawkish um, rate rising cycle? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And uh, as for your comments on the recession, and this is maybe just to throw in something surprising here, maybe the uh, actually the outlook for Europe, uh, the short term outlook has uh, somewhat improved over the last couple of months, because we had um, quite a few of uh, fiscal packages being announced uh, from from major countries across Europe, really. So if you uh, add it up uh, in some countries, um, and maybe importantly, Germany, because it's uh, the largest uh, economy in the Eurozone, uh, we actually um, can now count on a fiscal help or a fiscal stimulus that amounts to almost 8% of GDP. So that means that all these consumer weaknesses that um, are most likely coming over the winter months uh, might be mitigated somewhat by, by these fiscal expansions. And if the, the policy outlook, uh, if I may sum it up, uh, would be for Europe to have an expansionary fiscal policy that must be accompanied by a restrictive monetary policy. Wow, that's so interesting. Okay, so we watch this very closely. I think a final word, if I may, we're approaching the end of the Q3 earnings season. Dirk, as you know, um, the, these comments and these final comments in particular for Europe, what, what do they mean for the markets? And how would you advise um, investors to be positioning, positioning themselves as we approach the winter and, as you say, some perhaps expansionary fiscal um, policy on the agenda in European economies? I mean, European equities have been outperformance for a while now. Um, maybe that got lost in the general debate. And uh, it actually indicates that um, probably sentiment was too pessimistic uh, on Europe. And with, with these gradual improvements, I'm not saying that it will be a bright outlook. So we still expect a mild recession upcoming, but probably uh, people got too far um, and got carried away with their pessimism on Europe. So um, that's also now being reflected in the markets. And um, also maybe one last, last point here, if you look at European earnings, uh, they actually have been upgraded over the course of the year, quite significantly so. Uh, and that actually means that um, we got lower valuations and earnings still relatively stable, so and even rising to some extent. So that's why some cuts next year are actually probably manageable by, by the stock markets here in Europe. Wow. Okay. Well, you know me, I love finishing these podcasts on some good news and Dirk, you've done it again. Well done, sir. Great to have you on the podcast. It's been Dirk Stefan, our global investment strategist with me, Stuart Haslam, global head of communications for the International Private Bank. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. 
past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.